This is Jackets Debrief, a show about the Columbus Blue Jackets, the National Hockey League, and part of the Hockey Podcast Network. And welcome everyone to the big midweek show. Oh my goodness. Okay, okay, that's enough of the cats for now. Okay. Now we want to start the show this week. It looks like we've got a special package we want to share. Okay, Mr. Frank. I got I got a little Oh, oh my goodness. I like I like her better in the box. No, no, the cat has to get out of the box. The cat has to get out of the box. No. The cat has to get out of the box. No, no. Cats can't stay in boxes. No, Daddy, I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give this box to DraftKings. You're gonna give it to DraftKings. Yeah. Is that your deposit? Yes. All right. Well, if you are just as a degenerate gambler as my daughter, uh, you may apparently put your cat on the line to no, be lost I, in games I, at DraftKings. I really so. wouldn't do that. No, <laughs> she's, she's too. She's just too adorable, and I love kitties way too much to just. Risk them for money. You know what? what she is, has a point there. What is money compared to a cute little kitty cat? That's fair, kid. That's fair. What is money compared to a cute little kitty cat? But you can win, sign up to win your share of potentially millions of dollars in total prizes at DraftKings. And you don't even have to set up, sign up using a cat. You can sign up just using money, which is much better than a cat. So good for yeah, you. No, money is... Lo- no. Money is much less better than that. Right, but you then you don't lose the cat. Well, yeah. 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 Money now, you don't win cats. So, so money would be better to use in this, in this yeah. scenario than cats. Well, cats and cute. can you imagine the difficulties if you say, you know, you're like, hey, I'm going to play this game on DraftKings, and I'm going to put in a cat to try and win, and then when you win, you win like 100 cats? Yes! That would be that. that would be problematic, but don't have you don't have to worry about that with DraftKings. It's it's just cash there, so get your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. You haven't tried it yet. We got fantasy baseball coming up. Baseball season starts tomorrow. You got the rest of hockey season. You got the NBA. Baseball. She's not a big fan of baseball. All right, now if you're playing baseball, you pick ten players, stand with the salary cap, pile up points for hits, runs, strikeouts, and more. No better way to put your baseball knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at millions of dollars throughout the week. But if baseball isn't for you, don't worry. DraftKings has fantasy golf. They've got hockey. They've got everything. They've got all the sports you want to play uh, and not baseball if you're a child who doesn't like baseball. Although if you're a child, I don't think you should be playing DraftKings anyway. Uh, that might be a violation of terms, so don't do that. This show does not recommend doing so. Oh, oh, with millions of dollars in total prizes up for grabs this week, there's no coming. better place to have skin in the game than with DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to get a free shot at millions of dollars in pro- up for grabs this week. Eating my shirt with your first deposit and cat. Okay, that's promo code THPN then to get a free shot at your share of millions of dollars with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings. Minimum five dollar deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. All right, folks. So soda of the week this week going to be a little different. We, we don't have any. Oh no, we have one. Well, no. We don't have any that are pre-made. So we're going to make a soda, folks. Yeah. We have a glass. Got white cranberry peach juice. Wasting white cranberry peach juice. And we got tonic water. We got a cat, too. We've got a cat still, because the cat's... Why is she still in that box? Because she's adorable. 
Yeah, you can have the kitty out of the box. She's chillaxing in she, there. She's chillaxing in the box. Okay. She's washing herself. All right. So we have the cranberry. Luckily, we have the juice. She's not washing herself in the worst of places. Well, that's good. <laughs> Cats. She's licking her paw that's or, or her arm. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. She's just the cute. Oh, look right. at that little kitten face. So we had tonic water to peach juice. We have something that looks like diluted peach juice. That's tasty. It tastes like peach juice. Yeah, hey, we did it, everybody. <laughs> Woo! Maybe add some more tonic water or something. Mm. It looks like peach. It tastes like peach booth. Pe peach booth? <laughs> it tastes like peach juice with about this much tonic water and this much. Oh, we got some more tonic water, kid. You tell me what you think. All right. There we go. Do you want to try some? Like, no, no, don't do it. <laughs> tastes like still very sweet peach juice. Except it's a little bit, a little bit civil. I can't talk tonight. I can't talk. You can't talk? A little bit of a sizzle. A little bit civil. of a sizzle. Oh, that sizzle. sizzle. It's that spice cigarette peach juice. All right. So is it good? All right. Take Here the package away. No, I'm not keeping the package. You take the package. Yeah, you can take the package. Oh, uh, I guess I'm taking it. Am I taking the package? Or are you taking it? I'm, I'm taking it. All right, take it. Take it. Take it. Come on, package. Oh, no. All right. All right. Oh, no. Now she has to open the door. <laughs> you can't get the door. Oh. I can't get the door. Oh, I got it. That's good. Oh, I'm falling. Don't fall. You're holding a cat in a box. <laughs> Oh my goodness. All right. Well, the folks, that was the cat for the week. That was the child. That was just insanity. Speaking of insanity, Blue Jackets beat the Tampa Bay Lightning 3-1 on Tuesday night. I was thinking, before that game started, I was half tempted to tweet out, you know what? The Blue Jackets just looked awful against Detroit. They It was the worst hockey they played all year, so they're about to sweep the Lightning. And that was my thought. And, and the Blue Jackets have got this thing they've done over the last few years. And they're just incredible at it, where they they just at the at the, they play down to opponents and they play up to opponents. In games when you expect them to just be awful, they in games where they're playing a, an opponent who's not so great, they'll match that. They'll be not so great. In games where they are doing amazing, you know, game the games against amazing teams. There's a lot of times they'll play up to them. Now, obviously, there's times they lose to, to good teams as well, and and all of that. But it, it's just as a for instance that we see this, and it's I, I'm kind of surprised. I, I mean, I'm not overly surprised at what we saw last night. Um, you know, let's take a look at the standings uh, as we're jumping into it here. Um. So jumping into the standings, 
uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets in that central division, sixth in points uh, at 36 points in 37 games played. Uh, they're three points behind both Chicago and Nashville, who have 39 points. Nashville has 39 and set 37. Chicago also 39 and 37. Big difference there, though. Uh, Nashville's got 13 regulation wins and 16 regulation or overtime wins, whereas Chicago's got 15 regulation overtime wins and the Blue Jackets only have 12 regulation overtime wins. Columbus is making getting so many points off that loser point this year. Um, eight points of it. I mean, Dallas right behind them, though, has 10 of those loser points to get them at a 45 winning percentage points percentage. And it's, it's interesting because we're at a point where in those top three, if you reorganize by points percentage, some things kind of change up. But uh, when you're down into the ones where we don't know who's actually going to make it, because at this point, Tampa, Florida and Carolina are just they're just gone. They're just they're They're going to be in the playoffs. And that's just where it is. So that's what we're going to deal with right now. Um, going to Money Puck after that win against the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Columbus Blue Jackets are at a 2.5% chance to make the playoffs. Not great. Um, not great at all. Uh, that's for sure. Um, 2.5% chance to make the playoffs. And as of today, a 2.5% chance at number one overall. So they are... And it, you know, it, there's a five percent chance that you will be happy, that you will be really happy at the end of the season, meaning they either got into the playoffs or that they got the number one overall pick. Doing a quick live uh, NHL draft lottery simulator. Let's see what happens, and <laughs> it has Columbus dropping one spot to the 13th pick. Honestly, would anything be funnier this year than for Arizona to win the draft lottery? Um, for the year that they had to forfeit that number one pick. That would be hilarious, and, and I would love it. But anyway, uh, getting into that game against um, Tampa, it was it was just, just an odd game, just bizarre in a lot of ways. Uh, I mean, it was... At times, Columbus really looked like they were playing well. Um, when you look at the overall numbers from the game, the five on five, a lot of it doesn't work well for the Blue Jackets. Uh, you look at these, um, you look at things like Corsi Fort five on five. Uh, I mean, the Blue Jackets were just decimated, sixty three to thirty six. Um, you look at things like the expected goals for. Come on. Get everything to load up here. Expected goals for 63 to 36. Uh, just just not a great showing. When you go to all situations, that expected goals for goes way up, goes from goes to 52% to 47%. Now, part of that is obviously the Blue Jackets have things like the, you know, part of that takes into account that that empty net goal is huge because um, the expected goals for the Blue Jackets in the third are much higher than what they were the rest of the game. Something that is worth looking at in this game um, when you're looking at all strengths of this, and I want to, I want to, this is one of the reasons I do like having the video version of the show. And if you're not doing the video version, that's fine. We're still going to talk here, obviously, but on natural stat trick, they have a nice heat maps showing 
where these where the teams have been shooting more from. And uh, both teams start with green, and then the darker colors for the Blue Jacks, it goes into blue on this particular map. The Lightning goes into red. The more red it gets, the more their shot attempts were from these areas. Where the Blue Jacks did well in this game is of all shot attempts they had in this game, it's all from the uh, right in front of the goal or kind of the top of the right circle. So they pretty much everything... As far as what they did more than just throwing a few shots on net is in that home plate area we talked about. And remember, home plate, essentially imagine imaginary lines going from the goal to the dots and then up to the top of the circles and then coming across almost looks like a home plate. Whereas um, what uh, Tampa did, Tampa had a decent amount of shots in that home plate area right around the goal and then up into the right circle. Um, the left circle, though, no, they had a lot of shots top of the left circle. Tampa was just throwing a lot of shots in from, from above the circles. And that's something you want to avoid is a lot of those above the circle shots. Uh, Cause that's just, they tend to be low percentage shots and it's the kind of game that the blue jackets really have to play um, to win, especially with, with how this game's playing right now. You want to play games where you have got when when the opponent outshoots you this way, you want to be in much closer. Um, and one other way of looking at this, because when I talk about percentages, sometimes it gets very kind of just out in your head and you're not sure of it. So in all situations, high danger to scoring chances. So we're talking chances where it's, you are, you know, coming down the middle of the ice or in that home plate area, you know, real high danger scoring chances, at least scoring the natural stat truck. And this is all situations. The Blue Jackets had five and the Lightning had seven. Um, now, when you look at all scoring chances for the Blue Jackets had 15 and the Lightning had 32. So the Blue Jackets were definitely out chance there. But in that high danger one, the thing is, if your goalie can do well in those high danger situations and your defense can play well in the other types of scoring chances, when the regular scoring chances, even a team that is kind of being outplayed in some ways can kind of tilt the odds in their favor by trying to put that extra emphasis on getting a lot of plays going, you know, trying to trying to minimize the difference in the high danger scoring chances, especially if your goalie can outplay them. So, and on a lot of nights for the, for the lightning, that's not happening because they're playing Andre Vasilevsky out there. But last night when they're playing Curtis McElhaney, you can you can get them on that. So, all right, we're going to hear, hear a quick word from our friends of the Hockey Podcast Network, and I'll be right back with you. He's my brother, Mike. He's my brother, Matt. And we are the brothers of discussion hosting Red Wings Rant, where tirades and impassioned pleas about your Detroit Red Wings finally have a vote. In a season mired in tragedy and despair, we are here to be your audible Earl Grey to bring joy, placidity, and perspective to one of the roughest eras of Red Wing history. Ah! We honor the past, find the positives in the present. I swear they're there. And paint the picture of what's to come in the Winged Wheels future. Paul Woods here on the radio broadcast of your Detroit Red Wings, and I'm going to play games like Who's That, Who's that Pokemon? Pokemon? Where Matt has to try and guess quotes pulled right out of context for Jeff Blashell, and we got to figure out who that Red Wing is. <laughs> Every episode, 
we put ourselves in the legendary shoes of Steve Iserman and play Be the GM, finding ways to ice a competitive team while accumulating assets for the franchise's future. We also shoot the breeze. Some of the great local and national voices in Red Wings hockey, including Ken Kell and Keith Gave and Greg Wyshynski and Ryan Lambert. Check us out every Monday and Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else you listen to podcasts. And check us out live every Wednesday and Sunday for Red Wings reactions and live conversations with you on our YouTube channel, The Brothers of Discussion. Welcome back, folks. Um, so where we are on this, um, I'm not sure where we're at with the season right now. My thought is, saw a real interesting idea by uh, um, out there on Twitter. And essentially, the idea was, let's just spend the rest of the season putting Taxier, Domi, Foodie, and... Uh, Texier, Domi, Foodie. I'm trying to remember who the fourth guy was. Roslovic. Just spend the rest of the season playing them at centers uh, and just rotating the rest of the forwards around them. See how the rest of the season goes. I'd be all for that. I am I am someone who is on board with the idea that this season is most likely not a playoff season at this point. I just don't think that's happening. I don't think we're going there. Um, and that sounds like a great way to know what we have at center because this franchise for years has kept saying, what are we doing at center? What are we doing at center? Honestly, we have four guys who are pretty young who might be decent centers long-term and we're not, we're not utilizing the time we have right now to just put them into game situations and see what happens. Again, Domi, Foodie, Roslovic, um, I keep I keep blanking. Domi, Foodie, Roslovic. Oh my goodness, what is wrong with my brain right now? I cannot believe I'm I'm, I'm blanking like this on stuff. Um, I, I, Domi, Foodie, and Roslovic are the three big ones anyway. Just roll it. Oh, Texier. Yeah. Domi, Foodie, Roslovic, Texier. Just keep rolling those guys out at center. These guys were all drafted, and at some point, guys thought they could play center. We're in a season where we don't think we're going to be able to keep, you know, it, it really doesn't look like the playoffs are in rage for us. So just do it. I, I don't get what the, the problem is there. Anyway. So, uh, Blue Jackets um, signed forward Tyler Engel to his three Engel to his three year entry level deal. Um, so he's been playing with Cleveland um, in his first season in Cleveland. Uh, he's got seven points in six games, four goals, three assists. Um, looks pretty good um, from what we're seeing. Yeah, from what we're seeing here, um, the little thing from uh, Dominic Tiano, an OHL writer, uh, Angle certainly has plays much bigger than his size. He will not shy away from contact, nor will he duck and from a hit to make a play. 
He's kind of passed out on the ice and is willing to take the licks that come with that. Again, despite the size angle, is incredibly strong on the puck. His work ethic and puck pursuit are at an extremely high level, and when the puck is on his stick, he protects it extremely well. He's incredibly difficult to take the puck away from when he's using his skating smarts and overall awareness. Um, looking at his stats, again, this year uh, with Cleveland Monsters, uh, in six games, he's got four points and three or four goals and three assists. Um, in his final year with the Windsor Spitfires, uh, in 62 games, he had 29 goals, 38 assists, so 67 points in 62 games. Uh, so, I mean, he's he's done. He's played really well. I mean, coming up through things and all that. Uh, he's he's looking really good. Um, he was a seventh round pick uh, of this team. Uh, apparently, plays center there. Um, his PHL PNHLE, which is a metric that what it tries to do is it tries to take, uh, you know what? I'll just read it here. PNHLE is an offensive stat that is used to project the player's point potential at the NHL level. It is meant to standardize a variety of leagues that prospects can be compared from one league within another. PHL PNHLE attempts to equalize all leagues, age, and positions so that the offensive potential of a prospect can easily be compared with others while also projecting future NHL point potential in the prime years of a player. Um, It's a statistic where they try and take as many advanced stats as they can get for some of these guys and figure it out here. At this point, they have got him kind of projected in this level of... They've got him... You know what? I'll just bring it up on the video version for those of you who are watching the video version of the show. But they've got him uh, essentially on a graph at this point, getting into the level of of potential superstar, uh, past first line potential, and getting closer to superstar. They've got him at a seventy four on it. Um, so I mean, this is a guy who you know what? Maybe we got another light late round guy. Something I've been thinking for a while about the Blue Jackets is. What this team really needs, I mean, obviously, other than, you know, like start players like Patrick Line and, and Zach Wierenski and Seth Jones to play up to their potential is uh, a second Oliver Bjorkstrand type would be huge on this franchise. Um, a player that was drafted, you know, second, third, fourth round and just developed into this guy who's just great out there. I mean, he's not always a superstar, but he's he's consistent and he's really good. And maybe that's what this angle kid will be. Um, now, his entry level contract does not begin until next year. Uh, so he will not be playing for the team this year, which is fine. We have kind of this weird glut of forwards as it is. Um, so he's considered in the system. Uh, he's 20, so he's a young dude. Um, and he will be... Uh, yeah, so his entry-level deal does not actually even start until 21-22. Which is good, because I mean, then some of the you guys who are UFAs will be making their way out of town. Maybe he comes up and gets some playing time with them, that sort of thing. Uh, and and maybe as we start to see some of the Russian invasion here in Columbus, we go on from there. Um, something else, as we look more and more at where the Blue Jacket's going to draft, what kind of potential can we hope for in this, in this upcoming draft? Corey Pronman put out a new ratings this week. Um... 
this draft just putting people's and, and we're going to talk more about the draft as it comes but just putting it in kind of people's minds this draft is not one where it looks like there's that superstar player sitting in it it's going to be a lot of what we're seeing is it's deep but it's not there's not a lot of wow factor at the top of it now again any player from any year I, you know whenever you say that somebody's like oh this guy was drafted in the seventh round so nobody knows you're right nobody knows but from our purposes, Blue Jackets fans should not be expecting whoever the first round pick is this year to go in and just blow people away. So, so that's where we're standing there with it. Um, last thing I wanted to touch on tonight, the NHL, for better or worse, and maybe by just dumb luck, has finally taken an idea that for years I have said they should do. And I, I don't even know if they're trying to do it particularly well or if it's just happenstance. But if, if you listen to my show, something that I have said for years the NHL should be doing is they should be picking a holiday to try and own. And what I mean by that is, okay, the college football is New Year's Day. I know the NHL has got their marking on it with the the uh, outdoor classic, the winter classic. The NBA is Christmas. The NFL is Thanksgiving. Uh, baseball, I mean, baseball doesn't really have a particular holiday lined up. Uh, they do their all-star game around July 4th always, but they've just kind of got all of summer. The NHL doesn't really have a holiday to call its own. And I've been saying for years now, if I'm the NHL, I am making a push and I am saying Easter. Easter will be our holiday. And from what I can tell, they're just treating it like it's any other Sunday, which is annoying because the NHL is finally at least scheduled Easter like I think they should. So Easter Sunday, they've got a game at noon, Detroit and Tampa. They've got a game at three, Washington and New Jersey. They've got a game at five, Columbus at Florida. They've got a game at seven. They're putting on NBCSN, Dallas at Carolina. And then three nine o'clock games, Arizona, Anaheim, Toronto, Calgary, Vancouver, Winnipeg. Now, granted, the those ones are on ESPN+. Plus, um, but putting those up here... Uh, The NBA that day is rolling with. Yeah, they've got games going from two till about the end of the day, but they're only putting one on on ABC, Los Angeles and LA. Beyond that, you don't get into national televised games till you get to NBA TV at 730. All right, and we're back, folks. Sorry about that. A little technical glitch there, but we're back on it. So, yeah, the NBA, they're only doing one show. So something I've been saying for the NHL for years. They should claim Easter as their holiday. They should be going out, um, doing whatever they can to get as many eyes on the sport on Easter Sunday as possible. Because it's a TV, it's a holiday. Granted, I mean it's a religious holiday in a increasingly less and less religious country um, between the U.S. and Canada. I mean both of them, but holiday where a lot of people are at home. People still get together and do meals. They still get together and do Easter egg hunts. Um, the idea of having a sport and and honestly maybe now that the espn deal is in place uh next year the nhl can can get espn to be like hey let's do easter sunday from noon till you know noon till seven or eight o'clock or whatever let's just run hockey all day that's what i would do i mean they've got the ability to do it this year but they're not for some reason i mean they're gonna run an nbc game and the next game after that's on nhl network so 
if you know anything about how the NHL does stuff, it is hard to get the NHL network. So maybe maybe we're one step closer to what I've talked about for years. Maybe not. But uh, but we'll see. Uh, so the Blue Jackets this week, folks. We finish up with one against Tampa on Thursday. Um, let me see where we go by the time we talk again. So they've got the they've got the Lightning uh, Thursday at seven, then Saturday uh, seven o'clock game against the Panthers, and then again that Easter Sunday at five o'clock. So three games before we talk again, because I will have uh, seen the Easter game by the time we are all chatting. But then we got two more against the Lightning, then two against the Blackhawks, and then two against the Stars. You know, here's the thing: the Blue Jackets are in for a rough go. Um, a real rough go um, because it, they've got so many games against like the lightning and the Panthers. But at this point they've got games, but against the Blackhawks, the stars, the predators, and they've still got three with the wings, which I know after the way the last time went, nobody's looking forward to that, but they've really got a chance to do something here. They've really got a chance to make that all happen. So do want to thank you all very much for listening. Uh, again, please like the podcast, please rate it on whatever you listen to it for all that good stuff. We do appreciate it. Thank you very much. And go jackets. Please subscribe to the show. Follow us on Twitter at jackets debrief. And thank you for listening.